The Devil's Advocates Radio Show is broadcast under a time brokerage agreement between Devil Radio and Civic Media Inc. Some portions of this program may be pre recorded. Warning You're about to listen to the greatest radio show ever. And due to contractual obligations and to shield our airwaves and corporate licensees from any semblance of liability, responsibility, and gullibility, we must tell you the views represented on this show are not necessarily those of this station or its management. This radio show contains differing points of view on current political topics, and due to the nature of its contents, it should be heard by everyone. Thank you for listening. Now live from the Civic Media Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, where the political party is just beginning, welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Friends proving it's never personal, only politics. Please allow me to introduce myself. And now, here's your hosts, Dom and Crute. Welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show, the Big Monday edition. Welcome back to the work week, Dom. Ah, Crudy, good to see you. Nate, work on the board. Our fair audience, great to be with you all. Uh, let me just mourn the loss of my my Lions yesterday, Crudy. I'm, I'm wearing the blue. My poor Lions couldn't pull it out. So uh, uh, it's a depressing day for me, but I'll make it through. Thanks uh, for asking. We also heard that we've got a friend who's on the mend, hopefully. Uh, Rebecca Sullivan, we're thinking about you today. And a uh, little shout out from the Devil's Advocates. We'll try to do yeah. something more substantial when time permits. Uh, but, Dom, let's talk some politics today. i got to ask you a question. Sort of harkens back to my childhood. I had an older oh, brother, God. as you do. Yeah. And uh, my brother used to, like, form up clubs and stuff just to exclude me from the club. <laughs> just to keep me out of his club. Like the, you know. The the, woman's hater club that Crudy can't belong to. Exactly. Something of that sort. Very alpha alpha spanky little rascalish but you know there's that sense that you've been excluded and then it's like man i really got to be in that club now you and i and we did go to the same fine university they excluded hardly anyone at that time <laughs> the university of wisconsin lacrosse now never joined the the frat movement i'm never needed to belong that badly to you know, let's call it a Greek organization with the hell week. How about you, man? Did you try to get in France? Oh man. I was not a teak. Uh, no, not wasn't, wasn't my jam. Although I had some friends that run the frats, uh, certainly not my scene. Probably the, the most auspicious thing was membership and the household that we lived in. That was sort of a big deal. You know, just to make the <laughs> yeah. cut, just to get in the house. Sort You're of a welcome, big deal. Pretty. You're the last one in. You know that. The last and yet the best. Save the you best know, for last. If I'd have known now, what if I if I'd have known then what I know now, I'm not sure you would have made that cut. But anyway, I digress. Your whole you life would fun. be different for the <laughs> worse, probably. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. We don't know. But let me ask you: Why would the Democratic Party in the great state of Wisconsin? Why would they exclude a otherwise sincere candidate? And Dean Phillips, he is being excluded from the Wisconsin ballot, from the primary ballot, the April yeah. 2nd primary. And now the newly liberal Wisconsin Supreme Court has probably got to get involved and probably make a decision about his eligibility for the ballot. But I would wonder, I don't know if this has been Wickler's decision 
or if this is coming down from, you know, corporate Jamie Harrison, probably the big guy, Joe Biden, maybe just doesn't want the stiff competition of Dean Phillips, question mark? Question mark, indeed. Well, while I believe Phillips is a sincere candidate, you know, the electorate really hasn't perceived him as such. But how can you be perceived as a sincere candidate if you can't qualify for the ballot? Then you're not a candidate at all, are you? If if I can't go vote for you, well, then hell. you're not a candidate, right? Although that does beg a question about Joe Biden in New Hampshire. But setting that aside, are are we trying to set ourselves up as a party for a series of electoral embarrassments? Can can Joe give people a reason? I mean, now if you got two on the two on the ballot. You got a reason to go out and vote in the primary on April 2nd. And there's there's some local elections that are going to be decided on very close votes. But if we tell all our, you know, lefty friends, left of Trump friends to stay home, don't even bother. Well, why would they bother? And then down ticket, we're going to see local governance go a little bit farther to the right because there's no reason for our side to get out there and vote this year because, you know, our guys have foregone conclusion. Or, 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 or we let Dean Phillips on the ballot. And we've got a horse race. It may not be close. It might be Crudy and Usain Bolt running down the track. You know, I being the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the slower candidate in this case. Yeah, yeah. I'd be the much, Dean much Phillips slower. in this analogy, Dom. But do you see the point? Yeah. It gives me a reason to go out and watch the race for humor's sake, if nothing else. It, Gives me a reason to tune in to MSNBC or maybe Civic Media on election night to find out what the coverage is. What was Joe's margin? Well, Dom be talking about his performance while they sent an over-under. Well, not if he's the only dude on the ballot. We just do that. Just keep ourselves entertained. Because if there's not a real race, Dom, well, where's the sport in that? Ah, Crudy, the national news picking up on this. Uh, reporting from the Washington Post, Michael Schurer says this. The Wisconsin Supreme Court asked a state elections board Monday to respond this week to Democratic presidential candidate Dean Phillips' claim that he has been unlawfully left off the state's April 2nd primary ballot. The Wisconsin Election Commission and the Wisconsin Presidential Preference Selection Committee acting on the recommendation of the state Democratic Party leaders, that'd be Ben, listed President Biden as the only Democratic candidate for the state's primary after a meeting at the start of the year. The campaign of Phillips, a congressman from Minnesota, cried foul, accusing the state party of forcing him to spend about $300,000 to collect signatures through a separate process to acquire ballot access. Phillips filed a complaint last week that asked the state Supreme Court to overrule his exclusion based on a provision of state election law that allows ballot access for candidates who are found to have been recognized as serious contenders by the news media. Phillips argued in his brief that the state elections board failed to make any determination of whether Phillips met that test, despite significant news coverage of his candidacy. Wisconsin Supreme Court asked money for the state board and any interested third parties to respond to Phillips' claim by Wednesday. A spokesman, uh, spokesperson for the Wisconsin Democratic Party declined to comment. A spokesperson for the Wisconsin Election Commission, which by tradition accepts the recommendation of state party leaders for primary ballots, also declined to comment. Phillips, the only elected Democrat challenging Biden for the nomination, finished with about 20% of the vote in New Hampshire Democratic primary, while Biden, who did not appear by name on the ballot, received 64% through a write-in. 
Phillips has vowed to continue his primary campaign in South Carolina, which holds its Democratic primary on Saturday, and Michigan, which votes on February 27th. Phillips did not appear on the Nevada, uh, February 6th Nevada primary ballot because he missed the qualification date. Uh, here's one quote from a Wisconsin party official who spoke on the condition of an anonymity to describe the process. I don't think anybody should be surprised about the way this process is working itself out. It has always been the case with an incumbent in office. They never allow any other choice except the incumbent. That's that's tradition. That's how they do it. <laughs> Dom, I mean, I mean, are they going to force me to write it? $300,000 for ballot access? I mean, go out and get the signatures? I mean, if you're raising three hundred, spending $300,000, doesn't that kind of make and get the ballot access, get the signatures, doesn't that kind of make you a candidate? I And as a member of the news media, Curdy, I so let it be written, so let it be done. I declare that Phillips is a candidate. There you go. So are the devil's advocates going to have to write an amicus brief and send it off to the <laughs> Wisconsin Supreme Court? Because I got to tell you, Don, I, I disagree with the party on this. You know, of course, I'm also excluded from that club for, <laughs> although, you know, I have paid membership dues around the state this year. You know, not like specifically because I wanted to join, but like I went to different speaking functions. And, you know, it's a fundraiser for the different local Democratic parties. So, you know, they ask for 25 bucks or whatever. So right. I've joined the Democratic Party like four times over this year. All right. Big just, donor. Well, just at the door. Just, you know, trying not to look like a cheap bastard. I'm good for 25. <laughs> Keep trying, Curdy. Keep trying. Well, generally, there's been a free drinker two on it for me so you know gotta reciprocate gotta you know it's like buying one back at the bar right yeah right exactly so i hope dom i hope that you know and this seems weird to say i hope that joe biden gets a primary opponent here in the state of wisconsin i i think the people of wisconsin would appreciate a choice and you know i mean it's not these nuts going on the ballot there's no insult here. It's not like it, it's not like he's well, not a serious like candidate. Years old, <laughs> you know. What I mean, it wasn't just the fake name. It was also the fact that he was still in high school. Well, these nuts did end up polling better than Scott Walker at the end. <laughs> I'm just saying, in the pre-Iowa caucus polling, these nuts was polling higher than Walker. Walker left the race with like a zero point zero, didn't he? He wasn't doing well. 0.0. Uh, Curdy, Democrats in four states, Wisconsin, of course, we talked about, Florida, North Carolina, and Tennessee have named only Biden as a candidate on their state primary ballots. Tennessee, North Carolina, and Wisconsin allow candidates to gain ballot access through a separate process of gathering petitions. Of course, that's what Phillips did. He spent $300,000 getting access for that separate process. Well, uh, he claims campaign. that would be the expense. Right. Now, I'm not I'm not convinced it would cost $300,000 to raise those prerequisite number of signatures. How many are we talking about? I don't have it in front of me. Phillips campaign has separately filed a complaint with the Democratic National Committee about the Florida Democratic Party's decision, which essentially canceled that state's Democratic primary. I don't know, man. I mean, I get it. You know, it's a long shot. And, you know, but again, he is he is uh, he's already a congressman. This isn't a joke. Uh, he, he's the, he's the Phillips guy, right? He comes from like Phillips, what distillery, you know, the, 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 
less than great quality rail Phillips vodka that you get a case of if you buy some really good stuff from your distributor. So that's where he comes from. So, uh, you know, he's got some some means. He's got a point. You know, he's he's saying, you know, guys are too old. You need something else. Da da da. I mean, listen. And, and he went through the process he was supposed to go through. Uh, yeah, why not? Why not put him on the ballot? I don't like this one little bit. This exclusionary behavior. <laughs> yeah. The next thing they're going to ask me to take my hat off when I go into the bars in Detroit. You know, my Packer hat, because apparently I insult the locals. I remember that happening. Felt very exclusionary. I didn't like it one <laughs> little bit. Come not back. One little bit. Devil's Advocates, hopefully you'll like us quite a bit. You can always be a part, 844-967-2789. The 50 greatest political blunders of the last 50 years. Wisconsin's included. We'll tell you about it. Oh, I don't believe it. That, that, uh, uh, don't touch me. Hey, Ray. I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for those meddling devil's advocates. Well, we're big rock singers. We got golden fingers, and we're loved everywhere we go. And we're back from the 420 break. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. You can join us on the lines anytime at 844-967-2789. Dominic, if we make it big someday, we'll make it on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. They're still publishing that one. Never made it to Sports Illustrated. Too late now. They're moving on. Maybe the last swimsuit issue. We'll see. We'll I've got see. a good a workout in first. Uh, Dom, I want to bring you and our audience's attention to the latest at the Rolling Stone magazine. I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, effectively, it's the the 50 biggest what political bloopers. Let me say it specifically. The 50 worst decisions in the past 50 years of American politics. These are the historic blunders, scandals, machinations, and lies that have defined our times. And it's limited, really, to our lifetimes. You know, we're both a little over 50, Dom. The last 50 years. So, I had to start digging in right away, looking for <laughs> for something important. You know, different memories of my life. And, you know, back to the Dean Phillips for just a minute. I don't like when the party gets to pick the nominee. I don't like that. feels like the exclusionary club my brother wouldn't let me in when I was a kid. You know, if I can't be in the club, if you can exclude otherwise qualified candidates like Dean Phillips from the ballot in the state of Wisconsin because your club says, hey, we're going to make it just a little easier for our incumbent candidate to win the, the nomination. I mean, really, does he need the boost? Joe will do just fine, even with one or, hell, maybe even two opponents on the ballot. Throw well, Marianne Williamson on there for good measure. <laughs> then then who should determine, if not the party, who should be on the party's ballot? Well, there should certainly be criteria, and we'll see what the outcome of this court is, because if you're excluded from the ballot, you go and you fight like hell, and you get yourself put on the ballot. And if you can't do that, it is sometimes a state-by-state -state fight. It's not like Dean Phillips is the first candidate to ever have to go fight for his access in a particular state. But, you know, I live in this state, Dom, and we've seen some of the political blunders of the past. And, you know, I'm going to open it up to the, to the callers, to the listeners at 844-967-2789. No cheating, no 
going to the Rolling Stone. But the biggest political blunders of our lifetimes, Tom, you know, a couple of thoughts come to mind, but when I started digging, 2016, the great state of Wisconsin, I got to go down here. It was like number five. So I got to pull way down in this article to find <laughs> the listing that actually references the great state of Wisconsin. And what was the faux pas, Dom? It was Hillary Clinton's failure to come back here after she won the nomination. And I talked very recently about the fact that, what, we were in Santa Monica, California, when Bernie Sanders wouldn't acknowledge, wouldn't give up California, wouldn't just say on election night, you know, I admire my opponent. She's won the nomination. Bernie didn't do that on election night back in 2016, Dom. But Hillary never came back to Wisconsin after winning that nomination in Philadelphia that year. Never came to campaign here. And there was the 2016, there's the, you know, we know the Pulse nightclub shooting. Yeah, she was scheduled to come here, I believe, with, with Barack, uh, Barack Obama, Obama, Green Bay. Yeah. I was scheduled to be there along with you, buddy, and we were going to broadcast it. That event never happened. That event never got rescheduled. And that was on the Rolling Stone magazine's number five largest political blooper of all time, last 50 years. But that's my whole lifetime, man. The biggest blunder you could make was not come back to the state of Wisconsin. But I would say that was compounded by the the feeling of the electorate that the super delegates helped push Hillary to the finish line, that it was sort of rigged. It was rigged for her. I mean, Bernie Sanders won the state of Wisconsin in that April's election by double digits. Didn't matter, right? She yeah. had such an insurmountable lead with the super delegates, the party insiders, that gave her the inside track to the nomination. And I have seen this put out there recently. You know, there are two things that Donald Trump and Barack Obama have in common, or one big thing. They were sort of political outsiders. They were the outsiders, right? Barack Obama, this young senator, one term. And suddenly he's running for the presidency. And what do you know? He won Iowa and he caught some fire and he won the nomination. But he wasn't an insider, not in the long-term Mitch McConnell sort of way. And uh, Trump, certainly an outsider. Certainly not a, uh, a fixture of the political establishment. He's not a Mitch McConnell Republican, right? But what was Hillary? She was certainly of the party. <laughs> no question. And there's actually of the top 50 blunders of the last 50 years. Joe Biden appears a couple times. And one of the appearances was his handling of Anita Hill in the now Justice Thomas uh, uh, hearings. I mean, that's a long time ago. But anyways, I don't like this behavior. Put Phillips on the ballot. If the Supreme Court has to overturn the will of the Wisconsin Democratic Party, at least they get to show their judicial independence. But I think it would be the right answer. I, Joe can handle the competition. 844-967-2789. Uh, the 50 worst decisions in the past 50 years of American politics. Security number five. Hillary Clinton decides not to campaign in Wisconsin in 2016, about a week before the 2016 election. 20, the Associated Press ran an article about Hillary Clinton's odd decision 
to not visit Wisconsin a single time during the general election campaign. Quote, this ends a streak of at least 10, 10 presidential elections in which both the Democratic and Republican candidates made appearances in Wisconsin, read the report. Clinton is clearly in the lead in Wisconsin, running about seven percentage points ahead in the polls. But the 2016 polls drastically undercounted white working class support for Donald Trump. And when the election night came, Clinton lost the state by 22,748 votes. If she'd only poured resources into Midwest states like Wisconsin and Michigan, she might have pulled out a win, according to the Rolling Stone. Ouch. 844-967-2789. Let's see if we can sneak at least one caller in this segment. Fred from Cottage Grove. Welcome, Fred. What do you got for us? Hey, Fred. Hey, guys. Hey, Bernie was here campaigning for Hillary after that, too. She was at, he was at the Manoa Terrace. I think Harris was here, too, down at the convention center. I don't recall so, Kamala Harris being here on behalf of Hillary, but certainly Bernie came to Racine. I got to interview him down there. Uh, I I know that Bernie came, and Hillary had the best surrogates. Man, Dom and Crude had some of the best guests. We had Wesley Clark. We had David Plouffe. We had all kinds of national figures coming at, at the bequest of the Hillary campaign, but we never had Hillary. Yeah. And I made a bet with Dom, and Dom effectively said, if Hillary comes on the show, I'll vote for her. But if she doesn't, I won't. And she never called in. Well, they never made three minutes for the devil's advocates. And Don voted for Gary Johnson. A lot of people voted for Jill Stein. And the rest is history, yeah. Fred. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, but now Bernie was here at the uh, Manoa Terrace. And that was there. There were a lot of people showed up for that. And I got pictures of it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. People love people Bernie, Fred. There's no doubt about that. I remember seeing Bernie at the Alliant Energy Center in July of 2015. That's like a rock, rock concert. Come back, more devils. Smiling man, oh, beautiful. The Devil's Advocates, never personal, only politics. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show, the Big Monday edition. Van Halen worthy up in here. <laughs> this state loves some Van Halen. Uh, having a little bit of fun, hopefully, with your memories, or at least Rolling Stones casting of the 50 worst political blunders of the last 50 years. If you got one, you want to nominate, we'll see if it's on the list. Uh, the one we did take note of, Hillary Clinton failing to campaign in the state of Wisconsin, Number five on the list of the top 50 worst all time. Anyways, uh, here is one other note I'd like to make, and we'll get to the calls in just a moment. I see you there at 844-967-2789. Dom, you put this one up, thehill.com. Republicans hoping to, what, pick a senatorial candidate. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a prediction. Whoever they pick is going to lose to Tammy Baldwin. She's coming off as nearly unbeatable. I think that's why they're they're running scared, Don. But here's what the Hill reports. Senate Republicans are expecting the final piece in their 2024 puzzle to fall into place in short order as they readied themselves for a November fight against Senator Tammy Baldwin in the key battleground state of Wisconsin. Eric Hodvey, I've been pointing out for months, said to sign out by the interstate. A nice one, not like a farmer painted one. You know, somebody put some money <laughs> into one. logo design. They put some signs out and some jumped the gun. 
but I've known that Hovey was going to run for some time. I've told our audience as much. Uh, he is a Laguna based Laguna beach based. It says Madison based <laughs> businessman. Yeah, Madison based. I've never seen him about town. Just saying the Laguna based beach based businessman is expected to enter the race next month with the full support of the Senate GOP campaign apparatus as it tries for a third time to defeat Baldwin, who has proven a difficult out for Republicans. I'd say multiple sources indicate he will launch his bid in February with one source familiar saying that it is expected between the Super Bowl. That's the 11th Dom and the end of the month. And he's been hiring staff and gearing up for a run. So it's either him or perhaps your buddy, uh, Sheriff David A. Clark Jr. Yeah, that's the one I meant. That would be great. Uh, Steve Daines, he's a senator from Montana and the chair of the National Republican Senatorial Committee, said this. Wisconsin is going to be one of the top states. It is a battleground for the presidential race. It'll be a battleground state for the Senate. Eric Hovde would be a great candidate. I another quote here. He's been involved in big campaign before, and it looks like he's doing a really good job of preparing for the battle. That race is going to be really competitive. Uh, you can announce late, one source said. You can't organize late. He's organized early. He'll be able to come in later and shorten the campaign and the time Democrats are able to attack him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's already there and he's already, he can already be attacked. I mean, what are, you, are you kidding me? So anyway, yes. Hovde but by attacking him, I feel like we're month. raising his local profile. Locals <laughs> haven't heard of the man. He did finish a dist well, not a distant second. He finished second in the Republican primary running against Tommy Thompson in 2012. And Thompson came through the primary a little bit broken, battered, and then got his ass handed to him pretty effectively. I think Tammy won by about six in that race. That's still a big margin in the state. And she beat your girl yeah. by double digits last time around. Aaliyah. 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 Leah Buchmer, that is. Nurse Ratchet, I'd like to call her. She did, at the end, acknowledge that that's what some people called her. And I'm thinking, that's what I call you. <laughs> Someday, Scott Walker will have to acknowledge the wanker moniker, and he'll also know that came from me. Well done, Michael. Way to, way to get out there and, and, and sh make a difference. Make a stand. Make an impression. 844-967-2789. Matt from Johnson's Creek. Welcome, Matt. What do you got for us? Hi, Matt. Hey, guys. Um, just kind of getting back to that whole, like, uh, excluding people from the ballot. And, yes. Um, I also think this, this does kind of play in with the Hillary's uh, attitude towards Wisconsin, the inevitability factor. I have to say, and I really like Bernie, I can see where they were coming from because the Clintons, and now Biden, have spent four years, and in the Clintons' case, forever, propping up the DNC to then turn it over to somebody, a Johnny come lately, who's just going to then use that war chest to go off and fight. Like Bernie's still an independent, right? It's not like right. he was a lifelong Democrat who helped build the apparatus. Like the apparatus is the Clinton. Then to a lesser extent now the, you know, Obama's and, and Biden. So I get them being kind of salty with like, could you please go away? I made this, you know, it, I don't know. It seems like coattail riding to me. Do you, uh, I expressed, you know, perhaps the, the shortcoming of Joe Biden in, in some way, shape or form is his life of political service. Uh, he cannot claim he wasn't there. You know, he's been 
quote unquote, depending on the disaffected part of the electorate you're talking about, Matt, he's been part of the problem right. for a long time in a lot of people's opinion. Um, does that concern you at all that Biden was the consummate politician? Hillary Clinton is the consummate politician. I mean, they are the insiders and they win the insight and the party apparatus supports them. And I think many people that would vote blue, no matter who they come out and they vote for their, their team. But in terms of growing the base, inspiring the base, um, I have found them to be less inspiring than let's say Bernie. Yeah, I think, I don't think that we're outsider is, I think outsider is too easily applied. I would say Bernie's an outsider. Trump, on the other hand, he just, I would like to think of like the, the Obamas, the Bidens, the Clintons, as, and even the Bushes as professionals, right? It does actually take a professional attitude, not some Andrew Yang, uh, Donald Trump, just bomb thrower. And I kind of get that sense from Phillips, like he's just going to go for it. I don't know. I would prefer to vote for a professional because this is a job, right? It's something that I want somebody with some experience. I, I'm, I'm a big experience guy, so that's kind of where I fall. Math. A math hat is not uh, enough for you, Matt. Matt. Let me ask you, did you vote for Barack Obama and did you, did you uh, at the time? And do you consider him experienced at the time? Uh, not experienced, but professional. I did. I did. Ex I, I felt he was professional. And that's different than I honestly and, and going all the way back. I, you know, I thought about Wesley Clark. I, you know, I, I like that professional attitude. It's just something the way he carries himself. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Wesley Clark, also one of the fine Hillary surrogates that eventually joined us on this fine <laughs> program back in 16. Uh, thank you for listening, Matt. 844-967-2789. The Rolling Stones got the biggest 50 blunders in the last 50 years. If you got an opinion, a little life history. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, these are private clubs. You know what I mean? They're clubs. And, and those that are in the club can determine what the rules are going to be. Hey, sure. you, got a, you got a $50 a month drink minimum to join the club. You know what I'm saying? You got to volunteer to do this, to join the club. I mean, whatever, whoever's in the club, they form the club. They, you know, they decide what the rules of the club are. And I, I I'm not big fan of the club, man. I'm more of an independent guy. You know what I'm saying? I didn't join the clubs as a kid uh, or as an adult for that matter. Um, so I, while, while I I'm down and I, I'd like to think from a, political perspective from a, a, a citizen's perspective to have as many people on the democratic side as possible to, you know, to wean through. Uh, but that's not how the club works. And you got, you have a guy in Joe Biden, you have the incumbent there and they decided that this is how they want to run their club. Don't they have the right to run their club the way they want to run their club without, without Phillips or the Wisconsin Supreme court getting involved. Why ever have a, primary when you've got an incumbent democrat then you know why not just eliminate the primary process just well they did I mean, there's nothing going on in florida right i mean that that's that's the point but if that's how they decide to do it to their detriment or to their advantage whatever their thought process is it's theirs to do with man if you had crudy incorporated and you decide to run crudy incorporated how crudy wants to run crudy incorporated you want other people coming in telling you how you got to run crudy incorporated hell no you don't is it a public facing corporation, maybe a radio station? Because plenty of people had opinions on how to run Crudy Incorporated. Well, I'm just telling opinions. you. You can have opinions and everyone's got one. They're like elbows, Crudy. But it's, it's, it's different than mandating and forcing action upon a private club. 
because someone outside of it or even uh, uh, doesn't appreciate or want uh, the club to go and do it the way they're going to do it. Could we say that some clubs that are exclusionary are perhaps a little segregationist on? Because there are some clubs. I think the the Masters golf tournament had a little problem that Tiger Woods wouldn't have been welcomed in that club. Until about the time he started playing as a, as a young athlete when he was first joining the tour. Sure, right. So, I mean, by your definition, the the right to exclude people from the club, Dom, well, that's an age-old thing. It's how white wow. men have been getting ahead for years and years and years, right? Because they always get to be in the club. They you never know, seemingly get excluded. The white guy, the white rich guy who... You know, whose family owns the Phillips distillery. How does, how does that apply to this particular case? Perhaps it doesn't, but I'm just putting okay. it out. 844-967-2789. Jeff from Madison has a major political blunder from the great state of Wisconsin. Welcome, Jeff. What is it? Hey, Jeff. Uh, hi. Oh, no. Can't hear you, Jeff. You hear me? You hear me at all? Yeah. Suddenly, we Hello? you're a little better now, Jeff. We'll give okay. it one more try. Okay. Well, anyhow, you were, you're talking about was uh, political blunders. I'm so sorry, Jeff. Uh, oh man, we, come we, on! I want to hear it though. Try back, please, Jeff. Give it. Give us another try. We'll give you one more try if we can work it out. But uh, your phone line is terrible. If we talked about the biggest political blunders in the state of Wisconsin. I would put you down, Dom, because you did vote for Scott Walker in the recall. And I think that is clearly a political blunder that showed your lack of insight in the man's character because it became so blatantly obvious. He was a political blunder to even go forward with the recall in the first place. Uh, Interesting. Interesting thing. It did make him a... Mind blown. A larger <laughs> political creature, and it did give him the mechanisms of national fundraising and did give him the ambition to go be a presidential guy. Although I think that ambition was always there, you know, always thought he was good enough. He just wasn't. 844 967 2789. We're going to give Jeff another try here as soon as Nate's done screening him. I I think we got a better line. Hold on, Jeff. We're coming for you, man. Take two. How do you sound? All right, Jeff. Oh, hi, guys. Much uh, well, better. I called last week, and I'm call- and I'm calling. I was in the basement doing work in the basement. But anyhow, <laughs> my, my the meatloaf. My, my, you you live in Glenn Grothman's basement, pl- man. <laughs> no, no. Oh, actually, my wife and I were remodeling our basement. But, so I was, I've been working down there. Anyhow, Mandela Barnes commercials and how he handled running against Ron Johnson. Big beef mm. with me. If I saw, I saw Mandela Barnes buy one gallon of milk after another and peanut butter sandwiches and going on the defensive against Ron Johnson's commercials, but not attacking Ron Johnson. How about he had so much ammunition he could attack, he could have attacked Ron Johnson on, like, you know, the fault of lectures on January 6th or being wined and dined by Putin on January 4th. Our, our, uh, July 4th, you know, going over to Moscow. I mean, there's so many things he could have attacked Ron Johnson on, and he didn't. He, I think he was weak. He was weak. 
That's my uh, opinion. The mixing of the peanut butter and the jelly on the knife. Even my 16-year-old took issue yeah. with it, Jeff, at the time. I, I think it was a small visual thing, store. but one does not mix the peanut butter and the jelly on the same knife. You wipe it on the bread first at minimum, right? Yes, but I would think he could have done attack ads on Ron Johnson, and he just didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good observation, Jeff. Appreciate the call, man. Oh, that one still stings. Yeah, like it's, Mandela. It's uh, his campaign was led by Corey Kozlowski, and I think they did want to run sort of a, uh, you know, a better campaign. I mean, when the other guy is basically going full racist, it, it's hard to want to go there with him, right? What's your response? Punch him in the face, rhetorically. That's their response. Well, My response? They went shopping, bought some milk, and had some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And it's private citizen Mandela Barnes, not Senator Mandela Barnes. And the fact that Rojo's still there, Dom, bothers me quite a bit. Come back, more Devils. Kicking ass and taking names since the Wisconsin Uprising, the Devils Advocates. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. You can join us on the lines, 844-967-2789. One of the biggest political blunders the past 50 years. Uh, Rolling Stone has a fun little article out. We're talking about that today. Uh, Crudy, one on here, number 32. I did a little quick search for Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, Number 32 came up on the Rolling Stone. Uh, Barack Obama says that Ms. Westerners cling to guns or religion. Uh, a brief comment here. The road to the White House goes directly through the Midwest. We can't win Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. It's very hard to become president. Barack Obama should have kept this in mind when he spoke to a closed-door fundraiser to deep-pocketed San Francisco donors in 2008. First, we know the quote. You go into these small towns in Pennsylvania, and like, there's like a lot of small towns in the Midwest. Jobs have been gone off for 25 years, and nothing's replaced them. As they fell through the Clinton administration, the Bush administration, each successive administration has said that somehow these communities are going to regenerate. They have not. It's not surprising. Then they get bitter. They cling to guns or religion, et cetera, et cetera. Remember that quote on number 32, according to the Rolling Stones. Stone magazine. God, guns and and something of that sort, right? Um, Sure. But if you're talking about, you know, blunders of enormous proportions and Wisconsin is the the site, I mean, it begins and ends with Foxconn. Oh, my God. The state of Wisconsin mortgaged our grandkids' future to bring in a foreign corporation. And Scott Walker made the deal on the back of a napkin. And he did so to try and what? Get reelected. It was a Hail Mary for his campaign. But he thought, he thought like Detroit, you know, it's going to give him a big lead and he's going to sit on it. Well, no, um, <laughs> same on, outcome, man. same oh, outcome. Hurts. Still hurts. He also the biggest loser, perhaps in Wisconsin history. How did he go from leading the Republican presidential field to 0.0 before Iowa? I mean, that's, that's really bad. Well, I mean, because the people got to see who Scott Walker really is and they didn't like him. He very makes simple. he makes Ron DeSantis really very appealing by comparison. 
844-967-2789. Please continue. Uh, one of our uh, friends on the Twitter uh, retweeted out an onion headline. Report, nothing wrong with a good old-fashioned ham and cheese sandwich. And he tagged us and Scott Walker and hashtag wanker. You know, he was always about the ham sandwich. And he drove that Saturn car right up until he started taking the state jet to go get haircuts. I mean, right? Oh, it's a hell of a life if you can live it. Well, it's quite a trade up from a Saturn. 844-967-2789. The biggest political blunders of the last 50 years. Not listening to the Devil's Advocate Show. Two oh. hours every day. That'd be one of them. But Mark's always listening. Welcome. Mark from the SAC. What do you got? Yeah, hey, Mark. Scott. Yeah, I wish John Chisholm would have actually revealed that Scott Walker was the target of the John Doe 2 during that investigation. Yeah, that good one. Rather than keeping, keeping quiet on that one, that uh, because then we might not have been subjected to a a second Walker term, and he might have you know, gotten axed before the Supreme Court you know cut him, you know overturned Wisconsin law and actually you know said destroyed the evidence on you know Scott Walker's crimes. We're just a continuation of his crimes he committed when he ran the first time. You know, that uh, when he was violating campaign law, running his campaign from his county office. I mean, it is just uh, that. Uh, well, I didn't mean Scott to Walker's run the bus over Scott Walker, but he's always an obvious speed bump target, isn't he? Well, run it over, then back it up and run him over it <laughs> again. Because I just, you know, that <laughs> that. Scott Walker did so much damage to the state. The opportunity lost, opportunity lost cost. The Scott Walker cost the state. Let's talk. You know the 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 uh, improving our rail infrastructure in the state, improving the broadband infrastructure. You know, back in 2011, that could have started, um, as well as the uh, the state having to kick in for the casino offer that uh, Menominee had offered us. I mean, opportunity lost and, and then kicking, what promising. Foxconn four four and a half billion dollars. I mean, it is it is just uh... you know that math when contrasted with the failure to accept the Medicaid expansion here in the state of Wisconsin. I saw very recently, I believe, Wisconsin still has the highest number of enrollees and the ACA, the Obamacare exchanges. I, my family, we use the Obamacare exchange this year uh, to provide our personal health insurance. And once upon a time, Barack Obama came to Milwaukee. Why'd he come down? We we did a little video. It went viral that day. Lots, millions watched it. And what was the yeah, reason? The largest percentage of, of Milwaukeeans that were involved as this percentage of population were enrolled in the exchanges. And, and why is that, Cody? Well, all credit goes to Scott Walker because yeah. he never expanded Medicaid. It could have gone to 136% of poverty. He chose not to do that. He chose to instead force people that really couldn't afford the co-payments of the Obamacare exchanges of the ACA because they lived at the poverty level and they weren't designed for people at that income level. They were really designed that people at that income level went to Medicaid, but not here in Wisconsin, not under Scott Walker, because that's Obama money, right? Don't want yes. to take that Obama associated money, and that's why he threw oh, back the high speed money. rail. Line that federal money. That's why he threw back the broadband internet expansion, and that, of course, is why we have thrown back billions in healthcare for our fellow citizens, so this guy could go and crash and burn as a presidential candidate, and continue to you know honor the memory of 
Iran Contra and Ronnie Reagan, his idol. 844-967-2789. Now, Iran Contra and and Reagan's, you know, my heart, my mind said I didn't act like a corrupt criminal bastard, but the facts say <laughs> I did. That's in the Rolling Stone magazine top 50 political blunders of the last 50 years. Uh, it got, is number 18, exactly. If you've got any thoughts in mind, we've named a few of what we perceive to be Wisconsin's greatest blunders, but they almost always involve Scott Walker. Uh, Short on time. We got callers. Go. Don't want to go there. Uh, Sorry, well, callers. No, be patient. On. Yeah, you're going to wait. Well, be patient. Come around to the top. But here's what uh, the number 18 from Rolling Stone, what Reagan said back in, what, March of 87. A few months ago, I told the American people I did not trade arms for hostages. My heart and my best intentions still tell me that's true, but the facts and the evidence tell me it is not. <laughs> like Scott Walker never wanted to be the John Doe. His, his heart and his mind told him he wasn't the target of the John Doe, but the facts say he was the criminal corrupt bastard behind the John Doe. Come back a happier happy hour, a big Monday style all of your participation is welcome here. Well, except for you, CJ, you're still banned. Maybe after I get back from Vegas, we'll talk about it. 844-967-2789.